I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And thank you, Brent Musburger, for uh, bringing us in there. You are listening to the Brian Hanks Show. Today is uh, today is Hump Day. It's Wednesday, October the 25th in the year of the Lord, 2023. Yeah, I'm going to mess up your hair a little bit, okay, uh, Moon? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, dude? Doing great. Let me get this wrapped up here. It's Hump Day, Wednesday, October 25th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is hour two of episode 955 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really good hour. We had uh, Mike Martin in here. We talked uh, Bradfest. We talked ECU football. Uh, we talked downtown uh, development, just a little bit of everything, uh, even some Major League Baseball there at the end as the World Series is set. But, man, I got to tell you, uh, now I got to ask you, do I have to call you doctor? Not at all. Okay. Dude, uh, joining me right now, The now is it, are you the 2024 principal year or is it 2023 principal of the year? I think that's how it works. It's for next year, so I think it's 2024. Yeah. Principal of the year, uh, Michael Moon and of uh, E.B. Frank Middle School in LaGrange. And I got to tell you, man, this is just, in all honesty, this is a treat for me. I got to know you. I, I've known you since you got off the boat here in uh, Kenston, Lenore County, I believe, right? Pretty much, uh, yeah. Uh, this this uh, this this young man with uh, a gleam in his eye and uh, excellent writing techniques came to me and said, "Hey, I'd like to do some uh, sports writing for you uh, as a stringer." Right. What year was that? What year did you get here? Two thousand six. That's what I. It was six. And, uh, man, you were awesome. You were very, very good. Then you, uh, got the job at Kenston high school. You became the journalism teacher there and uh, an award-winning journalism teacher there. Uh, you started back the newspaper. I think the new, how long has it, you know what? I'm doing your biography when you <laughs> need to be doing it here. Uh, dude, I've never called you Mike I've all, or Mike. I've always called you moon. Am I still allowed to do that? Absolutely. Even though you are the principal of the year now. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Dude, I cannot even begin to tell you how proud I am of you, man. And I, I'm talking, I mean, you have always been on that upward path since I've met you. I yeah. mean, you, you, you're, you're, you're so smart. Uh, you married a beautiful woman. You have beautiful children now, and now you're the principal of the year. Before we deep dive into anything else, I do want to ask you about that. What did it mean? What does it mean to you to be of all the principals in Lenora County to be the principal of the year in Lenora County Public Schools? I mean, honestly, I've said it's surreal several times. It really is because I work with some great leaders in Lenore County. The only way that I'm comfortable with even acknowledging this recognition is is on behalf of the staff and the students and the families at my school. They make me look good every day. Uh, we're doing some really good work at Frank, and it, it starts with our outstanding teachers. It ends with our amazing students, and I, I'm just fortunate to be able to go in and be a part of that team every day. Chadwick's one of your teachers, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he is. We had him uh, here on the show a little while ago, yeah. too. And just he it seems to me he's probably a microcosm of your your teachers over there, isn't he? Just all the outside the box kind of stuff that he does to help educate your students. Absolutely. I mean, he's you know, he's passionate for history in a way that I haven't seen in, in very many teachers for their content areas. Um, you know, he's he's constantly coming to me with ideas. Um, you know, field trips to the Outer Banks are coming up. Uh, you know, he's, he's always looking at ways to bring history to life here at the school. I mean, he's, he's just one of many that really, truly encapsulate everything we're trying to do at Frank. You know, we've, we've talked about 
Uh, we have a school-wide motto this year. We say um, every child, every opportunity, every time. And I think he really brings that to life, and so do the rest of the staff out there. Uh, the kids know that when they come to Frank, we're going to look out for them. We're going to push them. Um, you know, we're going to have that personal warmth, but we also uh, we demand high expectations as well. And I think they're really responding to that message. Okay. You know, I'm going to drop some uh, sports reporter questions on you here because oh, no that's what you used to be. I of mean, you were a sports reporter. But when you, when you get the news – that yeah. you know that tell me first off how did you get the news and uh then what's going through your mind when you find out you are the principal <laughs> of the year in lenore county uh well my my whole office conspired against me um <laughs> so i was sitting in a meeting and my assistant principal gets me on the radio she said i need you to come to the office for a minute um, i need to talk to you about something yeah and you know that's that's very normal you know we we collaborate all the time so she calls me in my office and she's just peppering me with questions. You know, well, what about this on Thursday? You know, we got a fall fest coming up. All right, we've got a homecoming pep rally in a couple of days. You know, we've got this, we've got that, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, we've already talked about all this stuff. You know, what's going on here? <laughs> and what I find out is she's stalling for time. Uh, Mr. Williams <laughs> and uh, our superintendent and his uh, senior leadership team, they're on their way out to the school. They're the prize patrol. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there talking to the AP. And uh, my receptionist comes by my office, and she makes this motion with her hands, like, come out really quick, really quick. Come on, come on, come on. I need you right now. So I'm thinking, you know, there's some catastrophe. Yeah. There's, there's a parent needs to talk to me. There's a student in crisis, you know, whatever. And I get out there, and they're all standing there with balloons. And then, you know, it, even then, it didn't really hit me. Like, what are y'all doing here? Yeah. And, um, you know, they made the announcement. It was a really cool moment. But it was, it was awesome. Well, what's going through your mind when, when – I'm assuming it was Dr. Williams that said to you, hey – Congratulations, you're our principal yeah. of the year. What, what, what's going through your mind at that I, point? I still remember exactly what I, I said. Okay. No, I said, no way. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it was just total shock because, um, again, I I know the, the caliber of leaders I work with in Lenore County every day. Um, several of the principals have mentored me. I can pick up the phone anytime and call any of them. So th- th- share a couple of those. That uh, You know, Rhonda Green has been really special in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did my principal internship with her at Northwest Elementary School. Uh, we worked together for three years at Contentious Savannah. Just right over here at Northwest, yeah. right? She was right over there at Northwest yeah. at the time. She's right up the road at North Lenore now. Um, I can pick up the phone anytime and give her a call. Uh, Dr. Walston at Contentia Savannah, uh, Patrick Phillippe at Woodington Middle School, and, and I, Elizabeth Pierce at South Lenore. I better stop listing names because <laughs> I'm going to leave somebody out. But truly, I mean, just any principal in Lenore County Schools, we have a really tight-knit network. Uh, we call each other. You know, we run ideas by one another. You know, I've got this situation going on. How would you handle it? And, um, you know, they do the same thing with me. They'll pick up the phone and call me, and we'll talk through a situation. And it just it really means a lot to have that professional network. And know that, you know, we all have each other's back in Lenore County. This is so awesome, man. Uh, let's talk about your journey. And, again, that voice you're listening to is Dr. Michael Moon. He is the uh, Lenore County Public Schools Principal of the Year. And, uh, again, just honored to have him joining us here live in our studio uh, this morning. By the way, uh, come on, man. Give me a little bit of love. You got Oh, this is uh, awesome, this is... man. I was, I was admiring the green room, all the, <laughs> all the Cavalier stuff in the, the living room. Um, y'all went up to Carolina this weekend and – I was the biggest Virginia fan um, outside well, we of We should let people know you're an NC State guy. Right? I'm an NC State guy, yeah. and um, we don't have a whole lot to celebrate this year. So <laughs> hey, I will. you got a Virginia quarterback. We, we ha- well, <laughs> he's on the roster. Um, he is on the roster. He's on yeah. the roster. You know, maybe we can uh, find an offense for these last couple of weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about your journey, uh, yeah. Moon. Uh, I got to call you Dr. Moon. Dude, you've, you've earned that respect. I mean, not that you, you've always had my respect, yeah. but uh, again, 
I like to think we were boys once upon a time. Now you're the principal of the year, dude. I mean, am I allowed to make eye contact with you, or do I need to, like, divert my... I, I certainly hope. Uh, I hope nothing has changed, yeah. But uh, let's talk about your journey uh, to becoming the uh, principal of the year. Just tell everybody where you grew up, yeah. uh, what you, where you went to high school. Obviously, we just said you went to uh, NC State and Raleigh. Yeah. Yeah. How did you end up in Kenston and all that? Just share your journey with sure. us. Sure. Um, I grew up in, in Lexington, and, um, you know, I'd Still Lexington barbecue fan, but um, you know, I, I don't want to upset anybody out here. You know, <laughs> Kings and Skylight Inn, they've they've got it going on too. Uh, but I went to West Davidson High School and went to NC State. Met my wife out there. We dated for several years, and the the pull of Eastern North Carolina. She grew up in Aden, and that pull was greater for her than than Lexington was for me. So we ended up out here. Um, we got married in two thousand eight. Um, I started teaching at Kenson High School in '06. I uh, was journalism advisor, uh, brought the newspaper back. Um, Oren Perry had an amazing newspaper program at Kenston High School for many, many years. And then it had kind of fallen by the wayside after his retirement. So um, I talked to Craig Hill, who hired me, and uh, Wynn Whittington, who came in behind him as principal after that, and told them I wanted to bring the newspaper back. And they said, the only way we're going to do it is if we do it the right way. And I said, that's the only way I know how to do things. So we, we really worked hard to put out a product that we could be proud of. Um, we did that for several years. And that was probably the hardest part about stepping away from the classroom was, you know, handing that off to someone else. And, and it's in good hands now. Uh, Sabrina uh, Fourier now, she, she's doing a great job with the program at Kinston High School. But um, I went to the, the NC Principal Fellows Program in 2013. I uh, did my admin internship, was an AP at Kinston High School for three years, um, AP at Continuous Savannah for three more. And I'm going into year four now here at Frank. So it's just been a great journey. Uh, along the way, like I said, I got married. I have two beautiful daughters. I've got a daughter, Olivia. She's seven. Uh, she's got one foot in second grade, one foot in third grade. Um, she's accelerating a little bit. We're super proud of her. And got an 18-month-old daughter, Evelyn, um, who embodies all of those stereotypes about the fiery redhead. Um, we love her <laughs> to death. Uh, but just it's, it's been a great journey. I feel truly blessed. Um, you know, wonderful work environment, amazing family. And, you know, Kinston has been really good to me for the last 15 years. I love this town, love this community, love the people, and I couldn't see myself living or working anywhere else. Got to tell you, man, uh, as I knew you would do, you were much too humble there. You, oh, I started a, you know, I helped start back the newspaper. You won several, and I know statewide awards. Didn't you win a national award, too? We or did. Um, we yeah, did. Dude. You're allowed to delve into that. Okay? I mean, I'm serious. We were so proud. That's one of the things that yeah. you you came to me and said, "Hey, can we?" You know, because with the work that you had done with us right. in the sports department for a little bit of time, which, by the way, you didn't mention any of that. And in, uh, in, in, in well, look, role. I can circle back and talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you did. You worked with us. Like I said, you were a, a stringer for us. And I always, I always compared you and Keith Spence together. And to yeah. me, that's the ultimate compliment. I mean, uh, uh, Keith is amazing. Yeah, Spence yeah. is just absolutely. Amazing. But you and he were the same way. You'd get a story, a game story from Michael Moon, and and I shouldn't probably tell you this, but why not? But uh, so I didn't really look at it that hard because I knew it was going to be yeah. AP style. I knew, you know, you had a, you would always have a great lead. Uh, you would get to the point. Your statistics were chef's kiss. I mean, I never, <laughs> but I'm serious. And I felt the same, and I feel and felt the same way about Keith Spence was that, man, when we had you two writing for us, I mean, that was awesome. That was incredible. And we had David Hall, you know, covering yeah. baseball. We had uh, whoever we had at the time, you know, covering ECU. But we had a, a really good team in the sports department over at the uh, Kenston Daily Free Press. But 
uh, from your experience with that, you came to us and said something about, hey, can we print our paper at mm-hmm. uh, with a free press? And that's when we had, I think, the best pr- – I still think the best press in, uh, the, in eastern North Carolina at the very least – and there was nothing more fun than printing those uh, Viking presses off and then taking them over to you or you would come and pick them up. And just uh-huh. I just remember Pat, Patrick Holmes will tell you this, too, who is your, now your PIO but was That's publisher right. of the free press at the time. Yeah. I vaguely remember him a couple of times looking at your paper and saying, this is as good as the free as the Kinston Free Press, and I mean that sincerely. Yeah. And I know he would tell you the same thing, too, Dr. Moon. Dr. Moon. He would tell you the <laughs> same thing, too, Moon, is that – it was just, it was an amazing, amazing product that you guys put out, and the awards showed that. And, and again, I think the kids, they, they rise to the occasion, and it shows what children in Lenore County are capable of doing. Um, you know, we have Viking Press alumni who uh, now work for the Washington Post. Um, we've, got a, <laughs> uh, we've got a documentary filmmaker who's doing some incredible work. Um, huge shout-out to Rosita Cox. Um, yes. You know, she's, she's done amazing work. I'm so proud of her. Uh, but... We treated our newsroom like a real newsroom, maybe minus some of the the salty language you'd hear after hours. Uh, more often than not, salt, there was salty language in a in a newsroom. I, I know that might come as a shock <laughs> to some people, but yeah. Um, but in in the classroom, I remember a principal came by one time to do a classroom observation, and we were on deadline, and it was humming along. I was facilitating. Uh, you know, we had kids working on you know, captions for the the stories, you know, what's the cut line for this? They're using the newspaper jargon. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're doing page layout. The the editors are talking to the photographers. Photographers are talking to the the writers. They're putting it all together. It's coming together and it really feels like a newsroom. And these are these are fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year old kids that are putting this together. And when we got that stack of newspapers from the free press, and like you said, that was just an amazing partnership for y'all to be able to work with us hey, on that. Thank Patrick Holmes for that. Uh, it, it was just, it was incredible. Uh, we couldn't have done it without them, uh, without y'all at the time. But um, you know, they were so proud of that. They were cut into those newspapers. Um, we would pass them out. And, and there was such a sense of pride. So, you know, the awards, you know, we, we didn't do it for the accolades. We didn't do it for the recognition. But it was a testimonial to how hard those children worked. And we did. We won several statewide awards. Uh, we won a couple of a national awards for our newspaper um, production team. And um, it's, it's one of the highlights of my career, being able to see students really find a passion and just go at it with all they had. Um, you know, when you turn in a five-paragraph essay in an English classroom, it's because the teacher said, you know, do this or else you'll fill a paper. You know, when they, when they tackled the newspaper – it was about more than a grade. It was about more than compliance in a classroom. It was about, you know, a sense of pride in representing their community and getting out there. And what's really neat, and I'm going to pivot a little bit, yeah. um, you know, one of my former um, Viking Press editors, uh, Rachel Jones, is now one of my language arts teachers at Frank. And that's another cool aspect of the job I'm doing now is you get to see the kids you worked with in that role. They're growing up. They're becoming young adults. And they're giving back to the community. But um, Rachel has stepped in, and um, she's helped with our yearbook some this year. We had a pep rally yesterday, and she's running all over the gym taking photos with an iPhone. Uh, her her yearbook kids are running all over the gym taking photos. Mr. Moon, is it okay if we go take some pictures of the pep rally? Well, not only is it okay, but yes, please, you know, let's let's do this. Let's cover this. So, um, you know, I take a, a pie in the face yesterday. It was one of our little fundraisers. <laughs> and um, I looked up. Are there pictures of that? Uh, there, there are photos, there's okay. photographic evidence that may end up on Facebook later, <laughs> but, um, kids had a ball with it. Um, you know, Rachel told me, she said, this is going to end up in the yearbook. 
and her yearbook editors now, you know, instead of, you know, 17, 18-year-old high school seniors, you know, I'm seeing, you know, the next next generation, I'm seeing eighth graders, you know, 13 years old that are getting out there and they're getting their first taste of, you know, something like this. And I don't know, it's just the coolest job in the world. Dude, just sitting across from you right now, I'm sorry, I can't stop smiling, man. I just sitting across from you right now and just seeing the passion in your face and just yeah. – you know, he, people can hear it too through the through the radio too. It's just, it's amazing, dude. I tell you what, I've got to thank a sponsor. I know, hey, sponsors are important, right? Hey, absolutely, yes, they are. Yeah, I got to thank uh, our good friends over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional healthcare for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day right here on the Brian Hank Show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right back into the big interview. It's Dr. Michael Moon. He is the Lenore County Public Schools Principal of the Year. And correct me if I'm wrong, this may be a question that has a, a, a five-word answer, or it could be one that leads to a little bit. But if I remember correctly, you weren't 100% that you were going to be a teacher when I first met you. Was that something that you always wanted to do, uh, be a teacher? Because, again, you worked at the Kenley paper, we should tell That's you. Right, you yeah. know, you were a sports writer at the – or were you the sports editor at the Kenley paper? So, uh, right out of college, I started at the Kenley News. Um, Rick Stewart, um, absolutely amazing uh, family-owned newspaper. Rick and Karen um, took really good care of me. I was a staff writer. Uh, I was the staff writer. I was not a staff writer. It was a small <laughs> weekly paper. And uh, shortly after I started, you know, we were using stringers for the sports page. And I, I went to Rick. I said, you know, what do you think about me taking on the sports in addition to my other responsibilities? <laughs> and about five minutes into the job, I was I was not only a, a sports writer, but um, the sports editor. Um, but, yeah, I started out in Kenley and um, moved on from there. Rick Rick still tells a story. I talked to him recently, and you know, he said, I, I didn't feel like I would have you for long. I always thought you would move on to a, a bigger newspaper, larger metro area, something like that. But he said, when you came to him, he said, I need to talk to you. He said, here it comes. <laughs> and then I said, yeah, I think I want to be a teacher. And he said that was the biggest surprise is, you know, not that he didn't think I would you know, be able to do the job and, and do it well, but, you know, that my career would zigzag the way that it did. And, um, you know, it, it kind of started with the paper. I was, um, you know, covering high school sports at the time. It was North Johnston over in um, the Kenley micro area. And it was just really neat, you know, getting in the schools, talking to the kids, um, being around some of the high school kids and, and seeing that energy, that passion that I've already talked about a little bit. And, I, you know, my wife was a teacher, so we had talked a little bit about maybe getting on the same schedule some more. And, um, you know, <laughs> that, that didn't work out now that I'm an administrator and, you know, it's a 24-7 <laughs> job. But, you know, no, I, I – almost fell into education and and I don't say that disparagingly because you know I really admire the people and that no, came and, into and the I job. didn't mean it that way when I yeah, asked yeah, you yeah. the question I just remember at a point you were dude you could have been the award-winning sports writer for the Raleigh News and Observer or yeah. the Atlanta Journal Constitution you really could I, I saw that kind of path for you if that is what you had decided you wanted to do instead of going into right. education that's why I asked the question because I yeah. vaguely remember you uh, 
you know, like I said, you strung for us for a short amount of time. But right. and even when you went to Kenston High, you strung for us for a, at least one more year after that, if I remember correctly, maybe even two. Dude, my, yeah. I'm old and my, my brain yeah. is bad. But I just, like I said, I just remember you, you were such a good writer and you were so tight. I mean, yeah, I just remember, here's the thing I remember about you. And is like I said, I'm comparing you to Keith Spence because he's the same way. I mean, his prose was type. I mean, the way that he wrote, uh, the, it wasn't flowery. It wasn't, you know, with all these, you know, fancy words, but he got to the point and it was very interesting and, Again, statistics are always perfect, as were yours. I just remember thinking you would have been a great sports writer wherever you would have gone. Right. And um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's an interesting what if. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about, you know, what would have been like to be in, the, um, in Atlanta, you know, covering the NLDS and watching yeah. the Braves um, take a tough loss to the Phillies. <laughs> but, no, nah, I, I wouldn't trade this path for anything. Okay. You know, I may have fallen into it a little bit, but, you know, I found my passion quickly. And, you know, stringing for the free press, you know, scratched that itch. But the passion was certainly there for the education. And, you know, that, that journey has taken me, you know, down a winding path. And it's it's been really, really re- rewarding just the whole way. What do you attribute your success to? I mean, again, I'm going to answer. Can, may, may I answer for you for one of them? Well, I'm going to say dumb luck, but what's your answer? <laughs> no, dude, it has absolutely <laughs> freaking nothing to do with dumb luck. Hard work. Yeah. Nobody outworks Michael Moon. Yeah. And, I mean, I saw it in your classroom. I mean, I visited your journalism staff yeah. several times. And yeah. uh, just your passion for your kids, I think, is one of them. But nobody outworked you. And, I mean, you did that when you were a, when you were a sports writer. You, I guarantee you did that when you were in Kenley, and you sure as heck did that when you were at Kenston High School. Mm-hmm. I'll admit I've not visited your classroom or anything since you, you know, when you were in AP. I saw you when you were in AP at uh, Kenston High School. I saw you, I guess, a time or two at Contentia. But I've sad to admit I've not really seen you in action at uh, Frank, but I guarantee you nobody outworks Dr. Michael Moon, right? I mean, I appreciate that. I do try to work hard. Um, it's just, it's keeping the main thing the main thing every day. And, you know, I, I talk to our staff about that. I talk to our students about that. And the main thing is, you know, student learning and that passion for, you know, what we bring to the table every day. You know, we could be doing anything else. And, and teachers could be making more money doing something else. They certainly don't get into it for the money. They get into it, you know, it's it's a cliche. The, you, know, you get into it for the outcome, not the income. And, wow. and that diminishes it a whole lot. You know, I, I wish our General Assembly would, you know, have our back a little bit more than they do. But, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because there's so many good things that happen with education. And, you know, I, I just think, you know, trying to stay on the forefront of that, you know, what's the main thing? The main thing is, you know, working hard to make sure our students have those opportunities that they deserve every single day, every single time. And, you know, again, you know, I've got a great team. I, I've, I've, been fortunate enough to be surrounded by people who share that passion and just trying to lead by example every day is is what I try to bring to the table well you said the outcome not income I agree with that but hey, may I use a sports a, a sports aphorism for okay, you here absolutely for love of the game baby you That's do it exactly for right. I mean, and you really yeah. do and your teachers do it for love of the yeah, game they do. I mean, they I, do. we uh Lee and Kathy Holder live just right next door here to me uh-huh. and they were lifelong teachers their daughter uh Holly Holder yeah you know, yeah. who ended up over at Duke. And she's teaching now. I mean, I think she's yeah. teaching down uh, – she's uh, teaching drama at one of our elementary schools. I want to say it's the county. Southeast. And, and Mr. Holder um, is by far and away the best history teacher that I've I've ever wow. you know, had the privilege of, of being, you know, around. You know, I never worked directly with him. But the 
the year I was a teacher of the year finalist in Lenore County, um, Lee was a teacher of the year finalist as well. And I, I told a lot of people privately, I said, I'm fighting for second place this year. And that's, <laughs> that's what happened. I mean, he's the best history teacher <laughs> Lenore County schools has ever had. And, um, you know, we've got one that's an up-and-comer. We've talked about Chadwick. He's, he's right there with Lee. In fact, dive into him a little bit because, like I said, we've had him on the show at least once, maybe even twice. And he just blows my mind, Moon, about yeah. how he true. Now, you talk about somebody that loves history. Yeah. That son of a gun loves history, doesn't he? He, he does. Um, you know, he came to school one day last year. He was dressed like uh, a medieval plague doctor. <laughs> um, and the kids were like, what in the world a is this? medieval but, plague doctor. I mean, I you know, with the, with the black robe yeah. and the, the bird beak and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he's, he's always coming to school. Um, they were out on the front lawn one day. Uh, doing the the stick on the hoop, the the game they played back in like the the old times. I, I don't even know what era that's from, <laughs> uh, but it's it's just always you know something to bring history to life, and you know he he's not the only one. You know yeah. Chadwick has that passion, he has that love, and you know the rest of the staff they do as well. I mean I, I've talked about Rachel. Um, I can think about my sixth grade team, the way they're ushering students into adolescence, bringing them into the middle school world, uh, just how nurturing they are, how passionate they are. Uh, the seventh and eighth grade teams, you know, I just, I could not work with a better group of professional educators than I do at Freak Middle School. And if, if there's a, a secret sauce, if there's a reason that Mr. Williams and his team were able to come out and, and give me that recognition the other day, it's, it's on behalf of the team at Freak Middle School. You know, they, they make me look good every day and I cannot say enough good things about them. You know, we've got about 50 people on our staff, and I'm, I'm sure we don't have enough time in the hour for me to, you know, <laughs> delineate every single thing every single person's doing every day. I would certainly miss somebody. But, um, you know, Chadwick embodies that. Um, you know, Rachel embodies that. Um, you know, I, I'm going to stop listing names. Yeah, I, yeah, because you know, you're going to get in trouble, and you're going to go back I, to I the will, school. And I will. Someone's going to, hey, uh, Moon, somebody's going to give you the side eye and go, what about me? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, what the heck, man? You know, and another cool thing has been, you know, I, I mentioned Rachel, but uh, last year we, we hired a music teacher. I'm Leandra McFadder. She was my yearbook editor one year. Um, she's a former student. She's come back. She's working with me. You know, I've, I've hired several students in various roles that, you know, now they're educators. Um, you know, several other students, you know, they've grown up. They've gotten married. They've had kids. They have families. And their children are now coming through Frank. And, you know, I'll get a kid in my office, you know, sometimes for a, a good reason we're celebrating. Sometimes it's, you know, having to, you know, reset some expectations. And I'll say, didn't I teach your mama? And they'll kind of give me a little <laughs> sheepish smile. And, and I'll call mom and, you know, it'll be like, you know, you know how it was when you were in the classroom? I know, Mr. Moon, I know, I know. We'll talk to them. Um, and, you know, when we're doing the celebrations, that's even better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just that that unbroken chain, that connection from, from past to present and into the future is really special here in Lenore County. That voice you listen to, that is the principal of the year in Lenore County Public Schools, Dr. Michael Moon, live here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. Uh, what's next? I mean, uh, obviously, you, you get this honor. It happened earlier this week. Uh, where do we go from here uh, in this? Uh, I, I'm sure... It, so there, there is a process. Yeah. Um, I'll submit a portfolio um, to the state, and they'll do regional uh, principal year interviews. the The timeline's pretty tight. Um, the The portfolios due in the next week. Oh wow! And they'll um, they'll set up interviews shortly after that, and from there, uh, they'll select the the regional principals of the year. Um, we're in the southeast region, so it's you know all the down east counties. Um, and if I'm fortunate enough to move on from there. Um, you know, we would, whoever moves on from that region would go on to the state competition. 
But I'm just going to ride this as far as I can and, and use this opportunity to brag about Frank Middle School and the good work we're doing, um, you know, the academic growth we've enjoyed the last couple of years, uh, just, you know, really kind of turning the corner, coming out of this COVID pandemic and, um, you know, getting back to, you know, a sense of normalcy and, and redefining what normal looks like in a middle school setting, you know, this post-pandemic world. Absolutely. And you've got some good examples, too. If I remember correctly, I think Craig Hill was the state principal of the year i think he was that's I mean, what i thought i mean and i i was almost positive he was and we've had some other was brent williams wasn't he uh, uh he was state superintendent of the year this that's past what year. it was yeah and um craig he hired me and the year he hired me he was state principal of the year um and wait he, a minute a little a little foreshadowing there huh i, I mean you know <laughs> maybe we'll see if it comes full circle um but we've had some other um administrators in the north county that have done very well in that competition um Frances Herring was yep. uh, regional principal of the year um, when she was at Continuous Savannah. Of course, she's our associate superintendent now. Uh, Elizabeth Pierce, my immediate predecessor at Frank, um, she was regional principal of the year when she was at Frank. Wow. Uh, she had a deep run, and, um, you know, we, we all thought she was going to win state, state principal of the year that wait, year wait, as did, well. Did you just say she had a deep run, and where is she at now? Uh, I'm going to take credit for that <laughs> pun. Uh, pun definitely intended. No, um, yeah. I've got some great examples of, yeah. of leaders in Lenore County, and I'm certainly going to pick their brain for, you know, how That's, they have success. That was where I was leading to that question. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, Craig Hill is just, good Lord, now in our Sports Hall of Fame, and company uh, yeah. uh, encompasses everything. You do have, I guess that was my question, you sort of uh, segued into it. You've got some great people between he and Miss Pierce and, and Miss Herring and everybody else to talk yeah. to, don't you? Yeah, and uh, Craig's uh, grandson actually is a sixth grader at my school this year. You know, <laughs> Kellen's son. Um, Kellen's another principal. I can pick up the phone anytime and call. Yep. She's at Kinston High School. I'm following her dad's footsteps. Uh, but, you know, if, I, I know that if I talk to Mr. Hill or Miss Herring, Miss Pierce, um, Mr. Williams, you know, any of those leaders in Lenore County that have kind of been there, done that, um, they'd be more than happy to share their expertise with me and, um, and that just goes in general. I mean, even before this recognition, uh, I tell Mr. Harvey, our assistant superintendent, Nick Harvey, I probably call him once or twice a day on something. And, you know, he's always there. He's he's always got a word of advice. You know, he's that studying hand. Well, have you considered this? Have you considered that? You know, let's talk through it. Let's figure it out. And I think that's what makes Lenore County special is that professional network. You know, nobody has to feel like they're alone. You know, it can be a lonely job. You know, you're the only principal in the building if you're fortunate enough to have an assistant principal. But, you know, your admin team, you can feel like sometimes you're on an island, and that doesn't happen in Lenore County. You know, we have that network. We pick up the phone. We call each other. We text each other. And um, it just it really makes it a special place to live and work. Dude, again, it is so awesome uh, to have known you from uh, the point in your journey where you were when you were in Kinston and, you know, writing for the free press and then all the stuff that you did over at Kenston High School. You know, and I, you know, I'm like you as an interviewer. I like to go in a, uh, you know, in a, in the order of time. But I've got to ask you this, though, dude. You did. You took over uh, Frank right in the, I'm assuming, right in the middle of the pandemic or right before the pandemic started, right? Uh, pandemic started. Friday the 13th, March 13th, 2020. Um, I'll never forget that because um, I was at Contentia Savannah. I was an assistant principal, and it must have been that Wednesday. It was a couple of days before. One of my students in the hallway, hey, Mr. Moon, are you worried about this new virus going around? You think they're going to shut down the schools? And, you know, if there's a Hall of Fame for bad takes, I would be on it. I said, oh, no, 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 we're good, we're good. <laughs> you know, we might have to, you know, close up for a couple of days, but, you know, we'll be right back at it. You know, I'm not worried. 
Uh, she and I were going to be on the same cruise ship that spring break a couple weeks later. She said, do you think the cruise is going to get canceled? I was like, nah, I'll see you on a cruise ship. I can't wait for that buffet. And, uh, you know, famous How, how did that was, work out? It did not. Uh, <laughs> it did, it did not. not. Two and a half years later, I finally got on the boat. Yeah. But, um, you know, I interviewed for the, the principal position at Frank. Didn't know it was for Frank. It was a vacant principal position. Didn't have a school listed. But I interviewed for it um, right in the middle of the pandemic over Zoom. It was a Zoom interview. I went into my office because I didn't have a very good internet connection at the house. Um yeah, I was the only one in the office. It's the middle of the week. It's a work day. Everybody's working remotely. It's the strangest time ever to be in education. I interviewed, and um, I got the call the first week in July. It was the the Monday of that board meeting. I think it was July 6th, 2020. And uh, Mr. Williams called me that morning about 1130, and he said, you know, I want you to be my next principal at Frank Middle School. He said, we're going to announce it tonight. And, you know, of course, I was happy to accept Um yeah, that's when they moved Miss Pierce to South Lenore. Yep, yep. Um, Mr. Santa Man had retired. Um, that was before he came out of retirement, came back to the early college. But, um, you know, it's, it's not how I drew it up. You know, you think about these things. You think about, you know, what comes next. You think about the, the linear progression. You know, I'm a teacher. I want to go into administration. I'm going to be an AP for a while. You know, hopefully I can be a principal one day. You know, that's the progression. But you don't think your first staff meeting is going to be in front of a Zoom screen, you know, talking to <laughs> a bunch of little heads and boxes. And um, that's, that's, that's how we started. That's a good way to describe it. it. It is. And that's how we started the school year. Um, you know, so that following school year, we started, we were fully remote for the first, I want to say about six weeks of school. Um, so I was, I was the principal of a ghost town there for a while, you know, and we had a lot of challenges. We were working through, you know, what does this look like? And that's when the, the board and the superintendent's office and, and all the, the people that make decisions that were over my pay grade were trying to figure out, you know, how do we do school in, in this environment? And, you know, cutting my teeth as a brand new principal, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, it, it was a strange time. And in some ways, I think it made me a stronger leader. Um, you know, you have to improvise, you have to figure out, you have to, you know, we, we use the cliche all the time, you know, you're you're building the plane while it's in the air. And I mean, that's where we were, you wow. know, we were building the plane while we were in the air, but you know, we, we started slowly emerging from the pandemic. You know, we started with the, the hybrid cohorts. You're coming in a couple of days a week. Um, you're on zoom a couple of days. You're in front of a classroom teacher a couple of days. Teachers were, you know, teaching in front of a video screen, simultaneously teaching a small group of students. And we slowly emerged from that, you know, back into, you know, we're getting back to normal and, you know, we're, we're going into our second full year, and, and, you know, I hate to say the phrase post-pandemic because, you know, you still have cases and it's still out there. And this pandemic, you know, it's, it's going to linger forever. It's endemic at this point. But, you know, we're past the point of using COVID as an excuse. We're past the point of saying, well, you know, we would be here except that doesn't work anymore. You know, that's that's old news. You know, we have to move on and we have to continue growing. And I think that's what we've done. You know, we've taken some of what we learned during the pandemic some of what works, some of the blended learning strategies. And, you know, we've really coalesced that into a, a solid plan. Um, shout out to Lenore County Schools. I know this is kind of out of the blue, but, you know, we learned a lot with, with digital and blended learning. And we got news about a month ago. Well, no, I can't, I can't announce that publicly yet. Apple's going to have a big <laughs> announcement soon um, about some accolades for us coming up. I almost okay. let the cat out of the bag, but... You know, <sighs> if I were a better interviewer, I, I would have pulled right, it out right. of you, yes. Uh, but, you know, we're doing really good things with blended learning, yeah. and we're going to have some major announcements coming up very soon. So that's going to be very exciting, um, you know, with our partnership with Apple, with our one-to-one -one initiative, with the iPads. Um, but students, they're able to to take these devices and really learn in a way, you know, there's, 
you know, I, I write a passage as a snow day, um, or, you know, there's, there's a storm coming through and we're going to have a day off. Um, unfortunately for kids now, you know, they don't get that day off, you know, like they used to, you know, we can load something up on our um, learning management system. We can send that home with them and, um, you know, they can come back to school and not miss a beat. You know, we can have a kid that's out sick and, you know, they, they come back to school. They've been out for five days, you know, with COVID or with the flu or strap or whatever. And they come back to school and they've been able to remain engaged in the learning process. So, you know, we learned some tough lessons. Um, I learned some tough lessons, but coming out of the pandemic, I think it's made us all better educators. Well, listen, I, again, I I feel like your uncle. I'm not old enough to be your dad, thank God. <laughs> but I feel like that proud uncle that, yeah. you know, has watched young Michael Moon grow up and go through everything. Dude, I'm so proud of you. The county is proud of you. Make us proud in the next round of this competition. Thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. I, I I cannot congratulate you enough, okay? I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure coming by. Thank you for having me. It is absolutely my honor. It's Dr. Michael Moon. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game, and we will wrap up this Wednesday, October 25th edition of the Brian Hank Show right after that. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, October the 25th in the year of the Lord 2023. It's time to welcome my dear friend, John Dawson and our son, Jonathan Massey, to the birthday game. Hello, John Dawson. Hello. Ah, that was uh, from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan Massey. Well, if you're going to keep calling calling me your son, I'm going to need some allowance from both of you. Uh, you're way too old for that now. I didn't though. get an allowance. I had to work for mine. I didn't so get an allowance. Get out there either. and clip those hedges, boy. You got an allowance? I said I did not. Oh, I didn't either. Neither did I, but, you know, I'm expecting some back pay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Uh, Jonathan, you snapped a John Dawson four-day winning streak yesterday. And just to remind folks, you have to win. You did part one of six parts. You have to win every day remaining in the month of October to pull out this win here. Are you up for it? Can you do it? I'm going to go with yes, even though I believe the answer is no. I have faith in you, dude. I, I really think you can. No, you don't. Why would you say such a thing? I, I don't believe you. <laughs> You're lying through your tooth. Well, <laughs> well, I'll say this. There's only one music act that, on today's. But there were four yesterday three. and you won. There were three yesterday. <laughs> Drake is a musician, John Dawson. Based on his there were, which instrument does he play, Brian? There he, were three acts that made noise. Well, Tina Turner didn't play any. She could sing. Well, he can sing, and he can. I've he never can heard rap. him sing. He can rap. Rapping and singing are two different things. You're basically saying a slam poet. The guy I used to go see at the tobacco warehouse when they were calling out the prices really fast was doing the same thing Drake is doing. Nobody gave him a Grammy. Well, he earned that Grammy. <laughs> oh God, that was a good one. Who knew you got some comedy chops? (laughs) I do have comedy chops. Okay. Uh, You know what? I like those as much as I like pork chops. (laughs) Do I get it? No. Now we've got to get a new drummer. Now we've got to get a new drummer. Okay, Jonathan Massey, for the first time what it seems like weeks, you get to tell us about GoEco Office Automation. You know what, dude? I want to look and see. The last time you... Dude, because of, you know, the time we took off and all that, dude, was Thursday, October the 12th. So it has been 13 days since you have 
done a Goico uh, Yeah, I'm out of Andrew. practice. I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, you know Jacques Passelag. I what? do know Jacques. Tell us, about, tell us about the Jacquester. Jacques is a, is a fine human being, and he only wants the best for Kenston and Lenora County and the surrounding areas, but he really wants to keep all the good stuff here in Kenston. And that's why he relocated Goico from Wayne County to Lenora County so he could build up the greater Lenore County area because Jock wants us to succeed. And when I say yes, I don't just mean the birthday game featuring John Dawson and John Tomasi. I mean the entire community of Kinston. And the Brian Hanks show. Yeah, that too. <laughs> look at John. You look like you're like trying to figure out where this was going. Oh, this show? No, I know where everything's perfectly <laughs> scripted out. There you go. John of the Massey. I want to call Jacques Passelig. How do I do that? Well, pick up that phone right there. Should we call him? No. Okay. And you dial 252? 252. 286-286-53-53-54. Or if you're short on your phone bill, you just uh, get on the internets and you go to goeconc.com or what is goeco.com for more information. I would absolutely do that too. So I'll uh, tell you why. Here's our, we have only. It's been one week. Sorry, I came in hot. She came in hot there. He's the lead singer and guitarist of this band. That oh, was it, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, it's fine. I like this. Better than Drake. You got a point there. You're hearing his voice right now. Who is that, John Dawson? I don't know. The guy with the glasses. I can't think yeah. of his name. He does wear glasses. It's Ed Robertson. Okie dokie. A bear. Hold on. Stop it, Brian. There's no dog there to pet. On either side of you. <laughs> I like this song. It's fun. I couldn't tell you another song about bare naked ladies. Did you, John Do uh, Jonathan Masson? No, and I don't think they could either. They have a they had a fair string of hits there. I just can't remember the name. They have a uh, greatest hits. Yeah. Actually, two discs, disc one and disc two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Ed Robertson. Today is his birthday. Oh, it goes to Jonathan Massey. I'm so used to for two weeks talking to you, John Dawson. Oh, he can go first this one. No, no, no. It's it's on you, Jonathan Massey. How old today is Ed Robertson of Bare Naked Ladies? John Stamos made a documentary about them that's quite good. Really? Yep. They were what, late 90s? Yeah. Uh, hold on, let's see what. I'll tell you what, we, what year it came out. I'll tell you what week it came out. Came out. Ah, what year did you say? Oh, I said late 90. I'm thinking 98. He's channeling you over there, John Dawson. Yep, came out in 1998. What? Did you know they were Canadian? Yes. 25 years ago. 53. You say 53. <laughs> By God, he was born October 25th, 1970. He is indeed John Dawson. 53 years old today. So there you go. You want to listen to the rest of this? Not particularly. Okay. Yeah, me either. Okay, so here we go. Uh, that's <laughs> hey, that is. I a like final. the song. 
And man, we're way ahead for that'll be this fine. Time. It won't hurt to be on time for once. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, he's one of the funnier comic actors. I know I've heard you talk about him. I'm not so sure about you, uh, John Dawson, but Jonathan Massey has. He uh, g- save it because he's not going to know who I'm talking about. So save it till the end. He was Daryl Philbin on The Office. He was the Pontiac Bandit on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine and was hilarious in that. But I got to tell you, he's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit with his Pizza Hut commercials. It's. I know who you're talking about. He's got the, the mustache, uh, big guy. Does he have a mustache? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did on The Office. He played the main, the, the warehouse guy. Yeah. I thought he had more of like a. Uh, anyway. He's got facial hair of some kind. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson, indeed. Craig Robinson from. The Office and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. By the way, he and Andy Samberg together on Brooklyn Nine-Nine are hilarious. They're good. Yeah. But are you not getting a little tired of the Pizza Hut commercials, though? I don't watch a lot of commercials, so it's not really I don't see any of them unless they're on MeTV. Well, I mean, it's just not funny. And I, I think Craig, I mean, what, what did you get say? for watching three TVs at once? You're seeing too well, many commercials. Go. What did you say, though, about a gig? A gig is a gig. And I'm sure he's making good money because he's been doing it for a couple of years. I mean, where, how many more places can they find to cram cheese on a Is the box made out of cheese now? What's, or what else is left? That's a million-dollar idea. That is a million-dollar idea indeed, dude. Cut this and let's let's go patent it When I was quick, at the okay? Free Press, I wrote a column about our paper being printed on uh, potato skins. <laughs> And uh, somebody called and asked how were they supposed how could they cook it? No, they did. They did. Wow. People are dumb. <laughs> I Some made a are. living out of that for well, quote unquote, living out of that for a couple of years. Wow, that is awesome. Okay, yeah. Craig, did y'all see Hot Tub Time Machine? With you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought he was good in that. I, I agree. That was a funny movie. It was a very. It's turn off your brain funny movie i loved it dude okay uh anything else he's in that you guys want to shout out uh eastbound and down oh god oh my god that's right when he does that scene when he's nose to nose with uh danny mcbride and will ferrell's there's the used car salesman yeah we can't keep more because we do then john's gonna have to cut it do you know the scene we're talking about we've we've played it on the show and i had to cut it (laughs) So we can talk about it then? No. Okay. When we're not recording, yeah, we can okay. talk about Craig it. Craig Robinson, it's, we will just say it's hilarious. It Would is. you not agree? Yes. Okay, there you go. Craig Robinson over there, John Dawson. How old is he today? Forty-nine. You say forty-nine. Uh, who got Ed Robertson, by the way? Bare naked ladies. I did. Okay. Perfect. Oh, okay. Uh, Craig Robinson. My my official guess is going to be fifty, but I feel like you're trying to sneak one of those same birthdays in there and say that he's fifty-three. So what's I'm going to say fifty. Okay, he was born October twenty-fifth, nineteen seventy-one. One year off, so he's fifty-two today. John, are you going to let him win this? He's already up now, two to nothing. Okay. <laughs> Would you describe that as a withering stare that he just gave me there, uh, Jonathan Massey? Uh, if looks could kill. Yeah. Uh, I would not be hosting this right now. Okay. Uh, it goes back to you, Jonathan Massey. Uh, man, she, and I, let me, there's two parts to this. She was Marion Cunningham. 
on Happy Days, mm-hmm. the effervescent mom on Happy Days. Marion Ross. Ding, ding, ding. Have you seen pictures of her when she was younger? Because by the time she did she that. She was good looking on that show. She was good looking. Yeah, but she was very maternal and very. I'm telling you. Trust me. I've read, back, I've read stuff about that show, and her and Henry Winkle used to joke around a lot. And apparently just before she would run out to do a scene, he would be backstage and just grope her for like two minutes straight. I mean, she, she knew it was all in fun. But, uh, Henry See, that's Winkler back was, in the good old days when you could grope somebody and they wouldn't call HR, you know? Well, I think she would grope back. I mean, it, oh, was, it okay. was mutual. Well, I just remember groping you at the free press, and then you had to go to HR and tell them about it. Well, I had a mortgage, so... <laughs> Mm. That's why I'm contractually obligated to keep you on this show for the next 17 years. That's right. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> With raises every three and a half years. I just love that you uh, that you that you played along with that because most of the time you, I you like the fact you played along with the raise part coming up too. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, Marion Ross, uh, who I did double check to make sure she is still. She's still with she us. She played Eric Foreman's grandma on that '70s show. They mentioned that, but see, I never watched the '70s show. And it was she... so funny. She was she was just a mean, mean. The, the character was very mean. Talked down to uh, Eric's mom all the time. And he's driving her back home, and she he says, "Grandma, would it kill you to be nice to my mom?" And she falls over dead. <laughs> so it did literally kill her. Yep. That's funny. I I never watched that show. Very either. funny show. Highly recommended. Isn't one of the guys on there, though? Uh, it's, it's still it's, funny. Yeah. It's Danny Masterson, the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Kind of a bad dude, right? No, I mean, a bad it guy. Doesn't, it doesn't ruin the show. Okay. Marion Ross over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is she today? 89. You say 89. What do you say, John Dawson? 88. Why? I just said she's old. Anyway, I'm just joking. Hey, uh, she was born October the 25th in the year of her Lord, 1928. Mm-hmm. She's 95 today. Okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, wait a minute. You know what this means, though? It's your turn. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey has already clinched the day, dude. Part, that day two of your part six days that you have to win. You've won today already. How about that? Hey. Bet the parlays on me, folks. There you go. Uh, uh, wow, I'm impressed. It goes back to you. I would be interested to know your thoughts on this next guy, Jonathan or John Dawson, because with you being such a big Dean Smith fan, with you being such a big Carolina basketball fan, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on today's birthday, Bobby Knight? Um, I guess he's a talented guy, but um, he's the type of guy that I think if I if – I, knew him i would end up throwing a chair at his head i just i never i don't see the need to be that severe the guy's a genius when it i mean i've read enough of his stuff to know i mean when it comes to basketball he's a genius i mean his offensive sets i'm talking know, about the hyperbolic attitude exactly stuff. i'm getting to that i'm yeah. getting to that but i'm talking about from a pure basketball standpoint the man's a genius i mean his uh he never played one play of uh zone defense everything he ever did was always man to man was always uh you know man you're responsible for your man <laughs> and his man to man concepts are just amazing i mean they're really really good i have a bad, i have a legit sports question Hit me. now the, the sticking to the man to man thing yeah. i know that's like some kind of hold it's a, it's a defense that's yeah. a defense now, what if your guy that you're supposed to take 
care of is 4,000 times better than you, why would you not go to a zone? You can ask Bobby Knight that question. If, if your center is six foot two and their center is seven foot five, why would you not go to a zone to try to help out? Yeah. He never played that way. Okay. Just now curious. they did help side defense sometimes. That's what I'm saying. His mm -hmm. genius and his man to man was, I mean, his help side. He, in fact, he basically created help side defense. A lot of people will say, you know, if you're you get picked off, another man comes through, and then you know you slide back to help help side defense i mean he was just such a great coach man such a great coach. not as good as tony bennett obviously at virginia you know but who, what, what about all the the hitting players and screen cursing i mean all that's that. the flip side to this yeah. that's the reason i was wondering what you thought about him but with you being well, a you dean smith fan who dean smith i'm not saying he wouldn't raise his voice as somebody i mean i'm sure there were times when you he can't did, say bobby knight's not a good coach but he was he would not be my style yeah i mean some people love that tough guy at you know barbarian thing I, I don't particularly so oh, he was a psycho well yeah there's that too well did you ever read season on the brink yeah. either one of you i think i got it for you you did well i had read it before but yeah. i had lost my copy of it yeah. you got me another copy of it man good god just one of the great sport it may be the greatest sports novel or not novel it was a true story the greatest sports book of all time I mean, it was just an amazing, amazing, Can amazing you imagine book. Bobby Knight trying to coach in this crap? There's no thing. way he could. There's no way he it could. It would be kind of hysterical, actually. Well, he got fired from Texas Tech for stuff. Yeah. Well, and that was back in, what, the late 90s, early 2000s? That he was like mid to early 2000s. Let me look. No, no, no. For my posterity, I want to see... Uh, but I, I was talking to my dad the other day. I'm, I'm going to try to care about ACC basketball this year, but this could be my last year of even pretending. You mentioned that. You actually mentioned that before. Can't. I just, you know. I mean, if the schools are going to make money, the players should make it, I guess. Look at you, Jonathan Massey. You're right. 2001 to 2008 at Texas Tech. I swear. I thought that that was late 90s, but, dude, that he means he's only been out of coaching 15 years. I thought he had been out of coaching a lot longer than that. That's crazy to me. Okay. Oh, who is it? It's you, John Dawson. You're trying to break up the perfect game here. Coach Bobby Knight, how old is he today? And think about it, he's lived this long. We'll get his, how old he is here in a moment, but he's lived this long with that anger issue. You would have thought that that would have taken him out way before now, you know? Uh, only the good die young, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Knight. Um... Uh, 86. You say 86. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 87. Ah, there goes your perfect game. He was born October 25th, 1940, so he's 83 today. Uh, but still. I thought he was in his 70s when he retired. Uh, well, no. 50, well, he was close to it. 15 years ago means he would have been 68 when he retired. So, I mean, he's close to 70 there. So, there you go. Uh, it's three to one. It goes back to you here, Massey. Uh, and this is a dead person. You might want to break out your calculators. I've already <laughs> lost. <laughs> okay. I got you. Thanks. He's one of the most influential artists in the 20th century. Keith Haring. No. There was a guy named Keith Haring. 20th Herring. century. 20th century. Picasso. He's channeling you over there, John Dawson. Yes, Pablo Picasso. He uh, died in 1973. So he died exactly 50 years ago. So how old would Picasso be, uh, Jonathan Massey, if he were still alive today? 
He died what year again? Uh, 1973. 117. You say 117. What do you say, John Dawson? 120. You got closer. Uh, he was born October 25th, 1881. So he would be 142, which means he was I, I, 92 my, when he died. I had it in my head he died young because he was a pretty, I think he was a bit of a drunk. Huh. See, I don't know. Uh, maybe they, He's the guy who cut off his ear, right? That's Picasso. Van Gogh. Oh, that's Van Gogh. Okay. What did Picasso do? He did a lot of abstract stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I tell you what, regardless, uh, you win today, uh, Jonathan Massey, three to two. Uh, one local birthday. I think you might know her from your time at the uh, at the center, both times you were there. But you ever know Sonia Howell, the former? You know who I'm talking about, though, from the Boys and Girls Club? She ran the dude. Utah, there are people, and, it, yeah, I'm going to take a minute or two. We've got a minute or two. I want to talk about Miss Sonia a little bit here. If you did like a, and you know me, guys, I love to do rankings of everything, you know? Are y'all paying? Both y'all are looking at your phones. I'm listening to, I don't know the woman. I'm listening to you. Okay. But if you were to make a list of people who had positive impacts on youth as they were growing up in Kinston and Lenora County, I'm not sure. And I'm saying over the last 20, 25 years, I'm not sure you would find someone that had as much as she did with Boys and Girls Club. Sonia Howell took kids that probably let's just say the nice way to say this or we're on bad paths mm -hmm. okay and and put them on the on a on a better path and i mean i've heard plenty of kids say i mean if it weren't for her they'd probably be dead you know but she is just that kind of you talk about somebody just with a good soul mm -hmm. sonia howell just has a good soul and i hate that neither one of you do you know her Mm, I hate that neither one of you. I think you've, yeah, I bet you've met her, but I guarantee you, if you saw her, you would probably know her, Jonathan Massey. Maybe. I bet you would. She's just, have you been around those people? And I know none of the three of us are like this, but when you're around them, that they, uh, <laughs> they just make you feel better. <laughs> See, I, I took a shot at all. Hey, I took a shot at all three of us, okay? Uh -huh. But I'm serious, dude. She's just that type of person. She gives the best hugs. She is a sweetheart. And, and again, she has a heart for children and has had a heart for children in this community for so long and has affected so many lives. So there you go. Happy birthday, Sonia Howe. And if today's your birthday, like the, the wonderful Sonia Howe and all these others, have a great day. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, want to thank Jacques Passeleg for uh, sponsoring the birthday game. Hey, thank you again to Michael Martin to Michael Moon tomorrow. Jason Bryant in our second hour. We've got a great show lined up for you. Have a great, great hump day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.